Hello and welcome to another podcast from The Practical Medium, and I'm Michelle, your practical medium, who almost had her microphone eat shit and fall off the table. Or fall off the table and eat shit. I think that's how it goes. So, yeah, I've caught it before. No, it just wants to slide off. So if the sound is being weird, I'm just going to leave this in because it's kind of funny. And reset my microphone, and here we go. So, anyway, without much more ado, um, the um, it's been a hot minute. And I realize it's been a while since I've actually managed to get out a episode, or an, an episode as to be proper. And that is in large part due to since the beginning of September, I started going back to the gym to swim. And it was there, my birthday was thrown in there. I got in a lot of work throughout the month, towards the end of September, through the most of the month of October. And I was a crispy critter. By the time Halloween rolled around and I would try in between some of these times to start a podcast and try to work on the topic but I couldn't get it to flow I couldn't get the connection working you know the the antennas were not aimed in the right direction they were not picking anything up and I just couldn't work on what I wanted to work on in terms of making a topic out of um, making a podcast out of a topic excuse me so I just don't know what happened. Uh, exhaustion was my friend for the better part of two months. Uh, and now I'm not so exhausted and I'm getting back on my feet and I'm trying to get back into the side of myself, which I haven't really actually been in for some time. And I can get into this part of my brain for the, the sensitivity and, and read for people if they so desire. But it's otherwise, all I really have going on is connection with Ken, which is pretty much always open and talking with him there's otherwise I've had not explored any topics I've not thought about anything too deeply and on so in that vein this is going to be a mental exhaust episode because of uh, some things they're just just random stuff that's going around and you know we're coming to the end of 2020 the election is finally over and we know what's going on with politics in well more stable hopefully manner or not, depending on which way you want to look at it. And I don't have to deal with other people's stress anymore. I mean, it got so bad with with part of the reason why I got burned out is one of my things is that I hang out in a Zoom room and I, I'm a bead weaver, not a stringer, but a bead weaver. And I was hanging out in a group of like-minded people and their personal pain with a lot of things, with COVID, with um, getting older and health issues. And just in their stress in general wore me down. So that may have been why I was sapped for so long because I was letting this too much stuff flow into me. It was probably part of it. And I stopped hanging out with people who I honestly enjoy being around. But being in the Zoom room is not the same as sitting in the room with them personally and being able to tune things out. So, but that's on a personal crafting level, not necessarily a working level. It might be different for people who have to work with one another on Zoom. I, I don't know. I'm an independent contractor. I work working from home for 10 years. So I really don't have much of a clue, but I'm laying it out there just to see, you know, if anybody else goes, yeah, that's me too. So the, um, the whole thing was just kind of like, wow, I've been hit upside the head with a brick. Now I'm back to a little more to normal. I'm actually actively thinking about topics to podcast about again. And 
will get back on schedule because I do want to approach these topics because, you know, they're interesting to me and I would hope to listeners and really draw through more information than what's out there or hopefully to draw, you know, and, uh, and leave it for people to listen to and, and think about and discuss maybe. So, like I said, this is a mental exhaust episode. I am going to just stay away from anything heavy um, and talk about how much death has been here for 2020 and with as much many people as we have lost in terms of celebrity people and, you know, personal family members. I myself haven't had lost anybody to COVID because mo- my most of the people in my family that would be effective, affected by this have passed. And I don't have anybody who's of an age apart from my parents and they stay safe that I would really worry about. So I haven't, and I don't have too many friends that I know that, well, I know somebody who's gone through it twice. But apart from that, it's been kind of, you know, it's brushed past me so far. But it's just... That's not to, how do I put it, lighten, make light of, you know, it's like, oh, it didn't affect me, so, you know, we need to stop, not be safe. We totally need to be safe. We still need to use masks. We still need to protect ourselves. We still need to figure out how to, to get this thing be in our rearview mirror. But 2020 has been exceptional in the amount of people and celebrity deaths, like I was saying. And as of this recording, the most recent ones that are notable were Alex Trebek and James Randi. So Alex Trebek, I will get to because uh, I read about his last day as a physical being, and it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever read. Now, he will be somebody who I will, I'm just going to go over what happened and how perfect it was. But I'd like to talk first about James Randi, because I'm sure a lot of people who listen have heard of James Randi. He was he had this million dollar challenge for any psychic medium to come and show him proof of an afterlife. And he was also made his name as a magician, and he also made his name as somebody who was a, was a great skeptic and debunker. I have my own personal issues with James Randi because he could shift the goalposts on that reward and not be held accountable for it. I, so I never really paid attention. I just knew that I could come to his face and say, hey, I got your mother here. And she's telling me you have a mole in a very embarrassing place on your butt cheeks or personal bits. And because he doesn't have to uh, respond to me by showing me that this, this mole is in a sensitive spot on his body. He doesn't have to. There's nothing compelling him to. He can tell me I'm full of shit and, uh, and that I've, I, I'm not going to win the prize. You know, and I, I could give him all kinds of proof of things that I would have no business knowing. And he could just lie to me and say, no, you're wrong. This doesn't exist. But guess what? I don't have to drop my pants either because that is my right. And I am the one who controls this award. So I can make the rules. And, you know, that's how I, so I never really looked into somebody like that because in his own way, it was an act and it was good to keep him, it kept him working it kept him in the limelight it kept him um gave him legitimacy and he also did do things where he did debunk people because he's a magician who knows all the tricks and he was watching for the people the the frauds to you know to to looking for the the mechanical means that they were using 
to quote unquote bring out the dead and yeah so he did do you know he did do I guess a service in that regard in terms of showing people that hey everybody's a fraudster who gets up on a stage and takes your money for for reading and 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 um and and you know telling you the future well you know i have my own issues with that because on the one hand if as a medium in order if i'm to devote myself to this how do i eat but on the other hand the fraudsters i do not have an i do not have an appreciation for them at all I don't care for how they make my life, uh, make, they can, they leave me sitting in the shadows because their desire to become wealthy it, it trumps all other ethics, you know, and I'm not trying to be political there in case it sounds like it is. Yeah, I really am not. But there, so the desire to make money and because we are live in a world that is driven and dominated by money and it's just a fact people do things that they shouldn't engage in to take you know to, to con people out of money but you know the most famous comment was pt barnum and as he said a sucker is born every minute and james randy decided to be the anti-pt barnum and stop and try to prevent people from being suckered out of their money and that's a noble cause i'm not going to say that it's not uh, but on the other hand he kind of went in a direction with it that was a little too extreme for my tastes because you know, I'm just an average Joe Schmo with a bit of special sauce in the form of the ability to hear things that I have no business hearing and or seeing and describing. And I'm really not here to make a fool out of anybody. So I, as always, will not make any attempt to connect with the the dead, I, the, the celebrity dead, because... As I've said before, it, I have no way of verifying anything that comes through. I can, t I can say that it's valid, that not valid. I can say that I'm hearing the truth, but if without somebody who's fact-checking me on stuff that is not in the public's view, knowledge, you know, in the, in the range, you know, basically, as long as there's nobody there to tell me that I'm right or wrong about these details that never got released to the public, it, to me, it's pointless to try to channel celebrities. However, and this is where I'm going to vent, uh, is this does lead to no end of people who try to channel celebrities and ride on the coattails of their fame and get the Google ranking hits because, oh my God, I just, I just talked to Mr. Celebrity or Miss Celebrity and this is what they had to say. And, you know, that, that, that brings in views from those who are interested or open enough to want to, you know, check this out. And I'm sure there are uh, mediums out there. And actually, I would say that there are some mediums. Yeah, I've listened to when I can and I can feel the, the where the, the genuine, uh, the genuineness, the honest. I'm not sure that it's not bullshit. There's just you just know the things that say that something's bullshit and it's not, especially as a medium. Yeah, that means I can tell if somebody's lying to me and I can bust them. But yeah, um, <laughs> for as much good as that does there. But for the most part. You've got a lot of people who use technology to listen to the dead, to talk to the dead. You've got people, and some of you might know who I'm talking about, and it's not Gary Galka, um, it's somebody else. And they're the celeb the mediums that go out there and have the one-sided conversation to record and put up on, you know, on YouTube or whatever. 
And that's fine. That's them. But when James Randi died, I just knew that there was going to be certain people going after him and trying to get him to say I was wrong. And I'm sorry. The man was, what, 92? He spent how many decades refuting the, the existence of the afterlife? He lived through some very tough times to be a homosexual. He's a very private man. He was very much um, using the role of the magician to mask who he really was underneath. And that's okay. We all do these kind of things. We all mask because we don't want the world to know about us. And if anybody knows about masking to look normal, that's me. And he was most likely, uh, for one, you the, when the people, people are freshly dead, like within the first week, and I've talked about this before with my uncle, it's a hot mess up there in their brains and you need to leave them alone. You don't go chasing them because if you want coherent stuff, well, you know, you're not going to get it with somebody who's just dead. I would, you know, the first blush, the first few hours of death, yeah, not even then, because if they were on medication, holy crap, that's gross and disgusting feeling in my my head and body. And I, yeah, 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 we're just, let's just suffice to say, you don't want to connect with the freshly dead. And sure enough, even though I'm the one, I will talk about this till I'm blue in the face, that you don't connect with them. You had the celebrity chasers going out there trying to get him to say, you know, as I was, before I sidetracked, I, trying to get him to say I was wrong. And I'm like, leave the man alone. He doesn't need to be hassled by people who want to go, na 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 na. You know, I told you so. There's an afterlife. Now you get to experience it. You know, never mind that this guy's whole existence was planned and built around skepticism and denial of anything other than a one and done existence. You know, let's just go hassle him. Let's get, let's harass him. Let's get him to say something on our spirit boxes or tell us to it directly that, you know, this is, I was, you know, the afterlife is really cool and neat and oh my God, this is awesome. And I'm, I'm sad that I was, you know, uh, I was talking shit about this my entire working career and life. And it's just like, I don't know how much about like James Randi's actual background, apart from the snippets I've read, he's in, and ultimately Ultimately, he's a fascinating character, I am sure, but I just never really was interested in digging into his biography. But I can say from a psychological point of view that when you heavily invest yourself into a way of thinking, you don't lose it when you die. You keep that with you for some time. And it's part of your experience. It's part of who you are. It is part of what makes you you. And... When some sniffing, somebody comes sniffing up your butt with a, you know, a radio sweeping device looking for words from you and, and you're freshly dead, you're not going to be in the best of moods. You're not going to want to talk or maybe you do talk and you let things slip out, but they're not contextual. Or somebody else decides to take up the mantle and, and goes running interference for you and speaks on your behalf and I'm saying you in the third person, not the listener. And you really don't know unless you are a, you know, a, a medium who knows what it feels like to connect with that, with somebody who, and the genuine, the, the, it's like, um, how would I put it or how would Ken put it? The genuine seal of approval, I think is what I'm, he's trying to say. There's some, mediums can pick up 
you know, the, the person's sig signature and say, yeah, this is who they are. But that is without that kind of even that, even without a medium who can um, make validate, sorry, I couldn't get out the word validate, who can somewhat validate the, the presence of the person there is without that, you don't know who the hell's coming through on those, uh, those, those spirit box sweepers, you know? And who's to say that that's James Randi talking? So it, to me, ethically, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's a bad, it's bad. It's bad ethically. It's not moral and it is not polite at, at all. And, you know, it's just like you, like, I would not go up to a grieving person who has just freshly lost somebody that, you know, that they love deeply. I would not, you know, and I've, I would know that the person just recently lost somebody. Either they tell me or their dead person tells me. I'm not going to walk up to them and say, hey, I've got this person here for you to talk to. Because it's not going to be make, it's not going to feel good for either party. It might make the living person feel better, but it's not going to alleviate what just happened to them to any great degree. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but from what I feel, it's, and the dead person is not going to give me, well, they'll give me stuff, they'll give me information, but they won't give me the depth of the information I need or something to say, you know, it's less like, hey, I'm here, I haven't left you, it's just it's temporary, we will be together again, I love you, I will never be away from you, that kind of stuff. I get those messages, yes, and I will relay them, but that's, emotions it's not actually thought or connection and that's what I've my experience picking up freshly dead people is like I just get the emotional it takes them a while for them to settle and for them to be in their heads and be and, and gain traction so why the hell is anybody thinking that James Randi is who has like I said keep saying spent his life in one mode of thinking is all of a sudden just gonna say oh hey guys here I am yeah I, I've shed my earthly self and um this is who I am, and I'm looking back at my life and going, holy cow, I was an asshole. And boy, did I screw people over, or, you know, or maybe I, maybe, who knows. But he's just not going to apologize for anything right now. He's not going to see anything he did as being wrong or right, because he was invested in what he did. And that is his prerogative. That is his right. That is his free will as a human being to think that way. You know, so leave him alone. That's my my take on it. Leave him alone. When he wants to talk, he'll talk. And if he if he does not want ever want to talk to anybody on this planet because he's doesn't want to ruin his earthly reputation, then fine. Then he doesn't have to talk. Nobody is forcing him to. And and I have my doubts sometimes of who's actually coming through these spirit boxes, as it is. So you know, it's um. Yeah, I'm winding out on the topic because I think I've vented on it enough, but we just, it's just better to leave the freshly dead alone and especially people that are celebrities because no verification unless the family contacts me directly. I have no way of saying what I'm saying <clears throat> is correct or wrong. So, eh, easier to leave it alone. Anyway, I'm going to leave that topic alone and and leave it where it lies and hopefully never pick it up again well i'm sure i will at some point because it's something that pisses me off however i will now progress to alex trebek and again i have like i said i have no interest in the celebrities but 
this is a very, he had um, what I would call the perfect last day. Now, it's easy to say that he lived a very long time with pancreatic cancer. He had a very, he had a very good prognosis in the beginning. He was able to beat it back for a while. And, but it unfortunately returned because it's, you know, the body is turning on itself with cancer. And that's the unfortunate thing why cancer, cancer is basically the body going rogue, the cell division going rogue. And it just wasn't, it was just not going to respond. It was pancreatic cancer and liver cancer is just the worst, the worst combination you can have in terms of once you get it, you don't have a good survival rate. I've been through it with a family member. Um, I've known somebody who passed within a matter of months of a diagnosis and we all know about Steve Jobs. Well, I would hope most of us do, who goes on the worst kind of diet ever for, uh, pancreatic cancer, which is a fruit diet and that's all kinds of sugars. And he could have, he had an actually decent success a survival rate of like, I think that cancer's the type he had was 30% with all of his money. He could have. He could still be here, or he could have extended his legacy a little longer. He didn't. He made a choice that was kind of goofy. But in the case of Alec Trebek, he listened to the science. He listened to the, to the doctors. He did everything he was supposed to. He had a reprieve, but eventually it got him in the end, and that is ultimately sad. He, I, I enjoyed watching Jeopardy. I mean, the, the living legends, and I'm just, you know, I'm sad I won't be able to, when I go and listen to the TV in the middle of the afternoon because it's when it aired here and hear his voice any longer after the tapes run out. And so I'm sure we'll hear it in reruns, but we won't have anything fresh, which is sad. Anyway, what I read about his final day was that when he first had gotten at some point his diagnosis, or maybe he just had to set it in passing, is he wanted to spend a day in his swing, which is a porch swing thing from what I understand, and just sit there and watch the sunset on his final day. And this actually chokes me up a little bit because it's so fucking beautiful. Um, but he was strong enough and cognizant enough to go sit in the porch swing and watch his last sunset as a mortal man and be there with his wife and go back to his bed, wherever that bed may have been, probably in his house, and quietly pass away. Can, I mean, just gone. He got his wishes. He got to do everything he wanted to do the moment from the moment he knew that he didn't have a lot of time left. And I think that is the most perfect and beautiful passing that anyone could have. And I have seen my share of death in terms of um, family members dying and being there for people passing or, you know, the or being at funerals. I've just had too many of them in my, in, in my life. And I know what a good passing is and I know what a bad passing is. And the best passing is when you can lay down in your bed and you can just quietly slip away. And that's what Trebek got. And man, if we could all have passings like that, it would make this existence so much more bearable because we don't know how we're going to go out. Even I don't know how I'm going to go out. I have an idea and I have an idea of how long I have left in my life, but it's never written in stone. Um, I could say that, you know, I could tell you guys what it is that I know about my own 
forecast because it's a forecast it's not written it's not a um an absolute of how i probably will will die and when but i will let's say i do that let's say i put it out there i could totally get screwed up and die tomorrow so you know it's not really uh you know guarantee that you will pass the way you'd like to so like i said he got lucky trebek alec trebek got lucky and he had a wonderful passing and he was it was easy and i salute the man for his valor for his strength and his ability to do what he wanted to so am i going to connect with him hell no i'm not going to start that it's not something i i care to do but it's something to think about as we all live and walk upon our journeys and see where the life's are, where our life is going to go what are we going to do how is it going to end and it takes when you think about it it's is it scary yeah do we have to face it yeah but we can face it on our own terms just like he did so on that note i have started to run out of thoughts because I'm going to start circling in my head and I'm going to start repeating myself which is annoying to me and something I need to break the habit of so I'm going to knock off this podcast and um, try to get back on track I don't I I have to kind of give up right now on trying to do a regular publishing schedule of a posting schedule of podcasts I'm still not out of the woods getting there and if you could, you could say I was sick, but I definitely was not sick in any way. I was just mentally and physically exhausted. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of not, not a lot of time to do it in, and just trying to keep my head above water. You know that kind of stuff, as we all do. I ain't any different. And now that I've seen my way through all of that, and I can relax and breathe a little bit, I can get back to the side of me and start putting more stuff up and talk about the interesting things. So the last podcast, um, there was one podcast I, talk, I was going to talk about the non-existence of hell and how it really works, but I decided to shelve that one. And I was going to try to talk about near-death experiences and talk about Ken's near-death experience and what it is and how it happens. I just couldn't get that one out to save my booty. It did not want to flow. It did not want to work. And I was aggravated and I tried another topic and the same thing. And the only thing I was able to get out through the month of October was the podcast, the Halloween podcast with Linda. And that worked because I didn't have to, um, I didn't have to focus. I didn't have to do much. I just was asking her questions and comparing them against my experiences and what information I have. So that's why I was able to do that. Otherwise, yeah the this is I don't know if this will be a trend I don't know if this will be something that I'll be dealing with going forward as I get older I have no clue but in the meantime I will do my best to be a little better and I will be doing the near-death experience podcast after this one so we can start getting back into let's get into the meat of these topics but I do have some topics coming up that are on, are on the plate I will get back to the hell and the concept of its existence and I will also get back onto some other topics that are on the tip of my tongue so on that note uh, you all take care 
be well. Uh, let's get through the changing of the seasons together. And I'm kind of sad that the warm weather is going away, but 70 degrees in November for a whole week. Whew, who's complaining? On that note, again, take care, everybody. Stay well, stay safe, keep yourselves out of trouble. And until we talk again, take care. <laughs>